0: You are Locked On Packers, your daily podcast on the Green Bay Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And you are Locked On Packers. Hello, this is Bill Huber, the publisher of PackReport.com, part of the Scout.com and CBS Sports.com networks. And no shortage of news from over the weekend. TJ Lang to Detroit, Eddie Lacy took visits to Seattle and Minnesota. And in a remarkable series of events, the Packers yanked the offer on Jared Cook and wind up with Martellus Bennett and Lance Kendricks at tight end. But before we get into those things, I'd like to remind you to check out the rest of the great Lockdown Podcast Network, which includes Lockdown NFL Draft, Lockdown NFL, and Lockdown Fantasy, and of course check out my website, PackerReport.com. If you sign up over at Packer Report, go to the coupon code and type in F-A-2017. It's F for free, A for agency. F-A-2017. You buy one month, I'll buy two for you. A great deal to check out what I have going on over at Packer Report. All right, let's start with the tight ends. Because it's fascinating to me what happened here. The Packers are talking to Jared Cook on, obviously up and up through it too, but through Thursday, then Friday morning comes news that the that talks have ended. And then my first thought when 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 I hear this is why? <laughs> if you're Jared Cook, why would you break off talks? It does you no good, for one. Um for two, it's not like the rest of the league is gonna hear that and say, Hey, we can go make Jared Cook an offer now because he's not talking to the Packers. No. If he's gonna get offers from elsewhere, he's gonna get offers from elsewhere. So that was that made no sense to me, and that seemed like a negotiating ploy of trying to get more money. Now here's here's what I think happened. Part of is, part of it is I know some of this happened. Or part of it I'm thinking it's kind of putting together some pieces here after talking to some people um, on Friday night and Saturday morning. Aaron Rodgers wants Jared Cook. He made no bones about it. So Aaron Rodgers says he wants Jared Cook. Mike McCarthy says he wants Jared Cook. They both talk about how great he was, and he certainly made an impact. Um, Aaron Rodgers makes an all in comment, sort of putting pressure on Thompson to go sign some guys. So you got A, you've got everyone saying you want Cook back. B, you've got Rodgers putting pressure on the GM to to make some moves. And C, you've got Ted Thompson's free agent history, of which there's none. So if you put those three things together and you're Jared Cook's agent, you're thinking, I've got these suckers over a barrel. Let's see if we can distract a few more dollars. That's why I'm, I'm pretty sure this is what happened. Well, ultimately, I think Ted, well it's not, I think ultimately Ted Thompson's free agent history, of which there's none, almost, comes back to the bite Cook in the butt, because little did Cook know that the Packers are talking to Martellus Bennett. So the Packers would prefer to keep Cook, because he's one of their guys, but if you're going to keep playing a hardball, and look, there are, there is no market for Cook, apparently. As much as the breaking off talk single supposed to garner more team interest. Apparently there was none. So you get all this stuff working. And Thompson pulls the rabbit out of his hat of hey, Martellus Bennett! Good luck, Jared. I'm going to sign Martellus Bennett. Boom. It's done. It was unbelievable that that the agent um, started calling, texting or calling everybody, including myself, to say the Packers and Cook, they are 100% done. And then, it's like 30 minutes later, Martellus Bennett's on Nickelodeon Sports. I didn't know there was such a thing, and I've got two kids. Didn't know there was a Nickelodeon Sports, but there is. And he announces that he's going to Green Bay on Nickelodeon Sports. So, an unbelievable turn of events. One of the strangest free agent things I've ever had happen here during my time. Of course, there's not many strange free agent things when your team doesn't usually partake in free agency. So a, a crazy turn of events. And the Packers wind up with the best tight end on the market. And Martellus Bennett, who caught 90 passes for the Bears in 2014, won a Super Bowl for the Patriots in 2016. He was supposed to pair with the Gronkowski and he becomes the tight end. With Gronkowski out, turns in a, in a, turns in a pretty strong season. He's a good receiver. His catch rate is like 75%. He averaged more than like seven and a half yards of yak. A tremendous blocker for the position. He's the best tight end on the market, and the Packers get him. Now, there are various reports on on whether the Packers got Bennett for less money than they offered Cook. I was told that is not true, that the Packers offered more for Bennett than they were offering for Cook. And, you know, say it's Teresa Bennett's a better player. So I think there's probably, I would think that's probably true. Um, and that's just what I was told as well. But in a, a remarkable, a remarkable, it was seriously, it was like a remarkable 30 minutes. I'm sitting down and I think I was making dinner. And I get the it's, the whole thing, is off thing with Cook. Oh, I wasn't quite making dinner. I sit down and I start writing a Jared Cook comma how the Packers really screwed this up. And you can't possibly win a Super Bowl if if you're going to keep losing guys like Jared Cook. And then I'm like 600 words into this thing, I'm feeling really good about it. So I'm, on, I'm on a I'm on a roll. And then I just happen to check Twitter, and there's Martellus Bennett posting a picture of himself in a Packers hat, and that's that. So a unbelievable 30 minutes of fragency this weekend. If your company would like to speak directly to Packers fans you should consider sponsoring this podcast. I will not bore you with the demographic information, because most of you don't care. But I'd be happy to send them to you, because you know the Packers fans are the most loyal people on Earth. So for more information, send me an email at packwriter2002, that is packwriter2002 at yahoo.com for more information. So I gets three years, $21 million. Uh, last year, I'll give you some of the stats, last year he got 55 passes, 701 yards, a career-high 7 touchdowns. That's Green Bay's first pure unrestricted free agent signing since Jeff Saturday and um, Anthony Hargrove in 2012. and Before that, he has to go back to 2009 for Duke Preston. So this is a a once-in-a-blue-moon occasion. Almost as rare as Halley's Comet, I believe. A unrestricted free agent signing. So, you add Bennett. The next day, boom! Lance Kendricks, the Milwaukee native, former Wisconsin Badgers standout. He also signs with the Packers. So, a remarkable thing there. I talked to his agent, Neil Cornrich, on Saturday night. Um, he said that the, the Rams cut Kendricks on Thursday and one of the first people... If not the first person, he wasn't quite sure, um, because you know, he, he deals with a lot of guys, and the the total specifics kind of elude him. But if not the first, Lance or Lance Ball, <laughs> Lance Kendricks, Russ Ball, Lance Ball, who's Lance Ball? He's somebody. Um, but Russ Ball, the Packers cap guy, um, executive vice president, Russ Ball contacts. Corner just says, "Hey, we're interested." And of course, Kendrick's a Milwaukee native, a Wisconsin guy. I remember, I remember talking to Kendrick at the combine in 2011. Asked about the Packers, I definitely grew up a Packers fan, so it was fun to see them win the Super Bowl. Is one of the comments he had at the combine. So, um, it becomes a, it's a perfect fit for, for for the Packers. He is, you know, he's. You know, while Bennett is the big prototypical tight end, um, Kendricks is the you know, quote unquote move tight end, as, as they call him, you know, you can you can put him out in the slot as a receiver, he can play a regular old tight end, he can line up in the backfield as a fullback, he does all those kind of things. Um, did all those things with the Rams. So his experience there, he, Obviously, he played at Wisconsin, so he knows how to block a little bit. He had a career high. Remember, Jared Cook and, and Cook Jared Cook and Kendricks were teammates for three years. So Cook goes to Green Bay. Kendricks becomes the guy. Caught 50 passes, a career high. 499 yards, two touchdowns. Now he did drop six, according to stats. But a productive year other than the, the drop numbers and, and the versatility is what you like. And you, and you wonder what the plan is going to be here for Richard Rodgers. I don't know. Um, will will Kendricks battle Rodgers for a roster spot? Will they keep all three? Um, you know, Kendricks and Rodgers' skill sets are kind of the same. Where I mean, I mean, you've seen Richard Rodgers, right? They line him out wide. He's not much of a factor out there. They line him out wide. He'll play some fullback, plays regular old tight end. So it does a lot of things there. Kendricks in that same mold. It'd be interesting to see if it's just going to be a battle for a spot or. Or Green, Green Bay is trying to take a page out of the New England book where, look, New, New England had Gronkowski. They wanted Bennett. They still have Gronkowski. They traded for uh, for Allen from the Colts' uh, first name escaping me. So, you know, the Patriots had a lot of success at those two tight end sets. Obviously, Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez, and Aaron Hernandez is not in prison. So, I, I think that's probably what Green Bay is trying to shoot for there, and you know, I talked to a scout about this um, last night. He also he also pointed to the New England thing and said, "Hey, you know, it gets cold up there. You know, sometimes you can't fill the ball, so you know, have a bunch of tight ends who can block and catch, and you can move the ball that way." I thought, I thought that was a pretty interesting take on that. So they go from Jared Cook as they go from Jared Cook and Richard Rodgers to Martellus Bennett. Lance Kendricks and Richard Rogers at tight end. They were pretty pretty swift change. Of course, Ted Thompson has not touched the defense. And now you wonder, is he gonna have to go touch a guard? So, of course on Sunday, just before you know, I think I told you I had a gigantic tree fall across my driveway during the like five days of a windstorm. So had a had some friends come on top with that. My wife was out there starting it, and I'm I'm about there to help her, and I checked my phone. And uh, T.J. Lang had just signed a three-year deal with the Detroit Lions, his agent announced. So I I go in the house and start working on that. Anyways, so Lang, three years, twenty-eight and a half million dollars, with a nineteen million dollars of that being guaranteed. The Milwaukee Journal Sentinel's Tom Silverstein reported that, and a source confirmed that that is true. Um, Rob Demosky from ESPN.com. So the Packers' top offer was three years, $21.5 million, with $12.5 million guaranteed. So that is $7 million less in total value. And you know, I think I misspoke there. $21.5 million was the Packers' offer, and $6.5 million guaranteed, so it's $12.5 million less of a guarantee. So if I screw that up, I will do it again. The Packers' offer was $7 million less, with twelve and a half million dollars less of guaranteed money. Now, I was told by a source that the Packers offered more than that, but not significantly more than that. And you know, TJ said he was going to give the Packers the last shot at this. He Lang was going to go shop himself, come back to Green Bay, and say, "Can you match this?" Look, they're they're miles apart here. Um, and you wonder from if, if from Ted Thompson's perspective, a is he pinching pennies? Or B, is he really worried about Lang's health at this point in his career? He's 29, he'll be 30 late September. So you wonder if if that is the worry from Green Bay's perspective of, is Lang just gonna be healthy enough to, to earn that contract. But nonetheless, the Packers take a huge step backward here. I have no idea who starts a guard. They have some options. I don't know, I don't know if any of the options are good. But they have options. One of them is Don Barclay, the veteran who they resigned here on Thursday, I believe, for a one-year deal. I well suppose he could he could start. He was the guy who, when Lang first broke his foot, he was the guy who first played against. He got that first start against the Redskins, but he got hurt. Actually, pregame he got hurt. It wasn't very good in that Washington game. So, Jason Spriggs took over. sort of the next two games. Spriggs was, yeah. Fine, I guess. Um, look, Spriggs is 6'6", 305 pounds. He, he's not a guard. All right? He's too tall to play guard. I don't like tall guards. I think he's too tall to play guard. Um, I, I, I just don't think he's a power... you got to be a power player to, guard, power player to play guard. I don't think he's that. So those are two options. You can move Brian Balaga from right tackle to right guard. And then put Jason Spriggs at right tackle. That that seems to make some sense to me. Other than you're 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 probably weakening two spots. So that's an ideal. Or you go to use your first round draft pick on Forrest Lamper or something like that, in in draft your replacement. Which I assume that's going to be Green Bay's idea. Green Bay is going to go draft Lang's replacement. Maybe they'll get some you know mid level free agent here to throw into the mix, but. My guess is they draft a guy. I had a story at Packer Report on that um, before free he started. I said, if Packers lose Lang, here's some guys to keep an eye on. So that's mentioned on a story over there. But Lang last year, first Pro Bowl, one sack he allowed in 13 games. In 2015, he allowed one and a half sacks. So a tremendous player that Green Bay loses. Obviously, this is a you know, When the Packers got rid of Sitton, I talked to a scout about it, and the scout had a great point, which, which is why he's a scout. I never thought about this. He said the, the question here is, when you lose Sitton, is when you look at Rodgers, what, what makes Rodgers so good is his ability to step up in the pocket and then get out of the pocket to extend plays. I mean, he'll sometimes retreat to get out, but more often than not, he steps up and then gets out. When the Packers lost Sitton, his fear was, with Lane Taylor, because Sitton was such a great pass protector, his question was, is Taylor going to give Riders that ability to step up in the pocket and then get out? So that's your question here. Whoever fills Lane's spot is going to be good enough, for, good enough in protection where he's going to be able to step up in the pocket and then get out. Because if he's not... The Green Bay's offense goes to hell, right? Because I mean, this is this is Aaron Rodgers' game, is extending plays, and if he can't extend plays, um, at least as frequently as he would like to, I mean, that's a huge part of the Packers' offense. So we'll see. Obviously worked out with Sitton having Lane Taylor here. Taylor played pretty well. I just think they have to go get a guard early, the best of the bunch. Four slam, a left tackle at Western Kentucky, who projects to a guard here in the NFL. But I mean, you're you're going from Western Kentucky to to facing NFL competition. That's it's it's a quite a stretch. But that's where the Packers are. Um, for all the talk of the Packers going all in and all that stuff, they they don't go all in here. And you can argue that the Lions gave T.J. Lang too much money. He's now the second highest paid guard in his free agent group and third highest paid guard in the league. You can argue that it's too much, and I will not I will not argue that with you. The Lions paid way too much. But if the idea is to win a championship and you're not going to go all out um, signing outside free agents, you sure as hell better sign your guys who are difference makers. And Lang's a difference maker. So we'll see. Um, my instinct here is the Packers probably need to bite the bullet here and pay too much money to keep a Super Bowl caliber team intact. Because now you got to go get a guard, right? You know, it's what I talked about with, with Eddie Lacy. If you lose Eddie Lacy, you got to go draft a running back. And you have to go draft one early to get a you know a legit guy who can contribute right away. Well, it's the same thing here. You've now got to probably draft a guard early. You know, first three rounds, is that where you get a starter at? You have to get a guard early, and that's now one less pick that you're using to fix your defense. So... A step backward for the Packers, unless uh, Thompson has a, a plan in mind. I don't see all this as possibly helping this team. All right, a couple more things. Eddie Lacy took free agent visits to Seattle first, and then Minnesota. Up next is a visit to Green Bay, which is funny to say, but since Lang, or since, Lang since Lacy is not a Packer anymore with the with the Experian contract, he actually has to make a visit, at least for the medical stuff. And I'm sure Green Bay wants to check him medically. With the ankle injury and see where he's at, um, conditioning wise. So that's gonna happen, I believe, today. and I would then I assume Lacey makes his choice from there. Um again, I, I I don't see how the Packers are a better team without Lacey. I, I realize the weight issues. I look he he hasn't had health problems. You know, I, I heard that well, he's always hurt. Not, not, actually, no, he's not always hurt. Um up until this season, he had missed two games in three three and a quarter seasons, three and a third, I guess, however you want to weigh five games. I guess, I guess a third. Um, he had missed two games in three and a third seasons. He was damn good, remember, to start this year. I think you're better off signing Lacey. I don't think he costs a whole lot. so I think you're better off signing Lacey, the pair with Montgomery, then if you go get a running back, which you probably should anyways. But then you draft your running back. Fifth round, sixth round, seventh round, you know, a day two kind of guy. Because if you don't have Lacey here, you've got to get a guy who, to the best of your knowledge, is an instant impact player. A guy who can step in right away and play. Because, you know, I I said this on Twitter, and I got, well, you don't have any faith in Montgomery? Well, yeah, I got faith in Montgomery, but I don't have faith in Montgomery that he can be pretty much the only running back for 16 games. I, I don't have the faith in any running back to withstand that. So, Big day coming up here with Lacey's visit. And then I was told while cleaning up the tree yesterday that Devon House is going to be signing soon, but he'll not be signing with the Packers, is what I was told. Um, I had a guy on Twitter telling me that I was wrong. Um, we'll see. The, the guy the guy I knows probably would know if House is coming to Green Bay or not. I suppose Green Bay can make a late play here, but he's. But it seems like the Packers are not in the mix here either. You know, wouldn't it be something if the Packers... <laughs> traded for for Bradley Roby from Ohio State or Tremaine Johnson from from the Rams. That that, that would be something, wouldn't it? If that's Thompson's planet cornerback. That that would shock everybody, so says so maybe me. Anyways, um that will do it for this episode of Lockdown Packers. Thank you as always for listening. I truly appreciate it. Have a great day, and I will talk to you tomorrow. the list.